Hey, welcome to episode 35 of the Motown Family Sports Rant. Uh, we start off this week with Logan joining us again. Uh, he tells us about his recent basketball game where he made a sweet shot after stealing the ball. And then Brett joins us and Dad eventually later to uh, go over the Super Bowl. We talk about Brad Holmes' press conference and what we thought about that. And then we take a quick look at the Michigan depth chart going into next year and how they might fare against the competition. Uh, quick note, we ran into a lot of technical difficulties, by we I mean I, so this episode wasn't edited great. Uh, apologize for the audio, but I thought it was still a pretty fun episode, and it was nice to hear Logan and everybody join us. So, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, slash X at MotownFamilySR, and we'll be back eventually, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, welcome to the newest episode of the Motown Family Sports Rant. A little truncated today. Mom and Dad couldn't make it for unforeseen consequences of reptiles. But here we are. Logan joined us again this week. He wanted to talk about his Hello. recent sports. Hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, t- we'll start with you, Logan. What happened uh, this past weekend with you and your sporting events? Uh, um, we had a basketball game. Uh-huh. Okay. Who are you playing? Give us the background. Tell a story, man. Yeah, man. Set the scene. Yeah. Glenn no. Lake, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yep, Glenn Lake. And okay. we talked about how they didn't have numbers on their jerseys last time. They had, like, uh, masking tape numbers on this time. So they got the message. It's good. So you know who you're covering and whatnot. You can make plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Logan started this week, too. So that was Nice. Sweet. I saw your shot that was shared in Snapchat. That was sweet, man good like on the run and look like you had a guy defender kind of like in your face a little bit too so that's that's cool man yeah so tell us how that play happened what do you remember yeah. from the play okay so either i stole the ball and ran with it or someone missed a shot and i grabbed the ball and i ran down to the other side of the court and shot and i made it in yeah Sweet. I think you actually had a, a steal. Like you like intercepted a pass or something. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, cool, I missed man. that part. But yeah. That was a great shot. Did you uh, did you want to stop early to shoot? Like what was your thought process there? Because you kind of pulled up a little – you didn't go quite to the rim. You pulled up and took like a jump shot and made it. How come you decided to do that instead of getting when closer? When I do the ball, I – what I do with the ball when I get the ball. And we're on the wrong side. My mind immediately goes to net. And I get there and I shoot. Nothing else, just the net. Yeah, it's kind of like tunnel vision. Nothing but net. Yeah. I like it. There's actually a guy in your face with his hand up. Did that uh, affect your shot at all? I mean, it went in, but was that made to make it tougher? I didn't even notice him, so no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, shit didn't even matter, did he? Yeah. (laughs) He was. He looked like he was playing good defense on you, man. You just shot over him. It was good. It was impressive. Yeah. That kid was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I got Granny and Grandpa. I'll put him on speakerphone. They're calling back. <laughs> We're gonna leave this in the damn episode. Hello. <laughs> hey, um, my mom said she could finish the turtle tank. If you, you want, I mean, would it help if I'm there, or doesn't it make any difference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always like to have you there, but tell him I'm very upset. Um, I'm trying. Can you give me like five minutes to sign on and stuff? Sure. We're already yeah. on, but uh, Logan's just talking. Feel free to jump in, though. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. You're on speaker. We're going to keep all this in the episode. All right. <laughs> all right. See you soon. 
I realized they couldn't hear you, though, because I had headphones on. I should have uh, taken them off, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, apparently uh, apparently, Grandpa slash Dad will be joining us in a few minutes. But uh... Anyway, so we're back to your shot. So, yeah, badass shot, guy had his hand in your face, and just no worries. You just let it ride, huh? When you uh, when you shoot, do you have like a specific form? Like, do you, does someone teach you like on shooting yeah. form? What's your what does your mind go to when you shoot? Kind of, you know. So when I shoot, I like crouch down, but not all the way, and I like have my form in the ball and and shoot. Like push it like that with one hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, not in that shot. That's how we were supposed to do it, but like none of us did that. So. Fair enough. Yeah, it went in, so who cares? You mm-hmm. know? It wasn't even a bank shot, too. It was just, just straight in the net, so it was cool, man. Mm-hmm. Were you trying to hit the backboard, or were you just were you going for just net? Was that what you meant to do? Going for just net. Yeah, Hell it's yeah. cooler. Yeah, that's how you know you're a badass. Nice. So what do you guys uh, – what do you think you're best at in basketball? What's your strength? Shooting. Yeah. And like no, and like running. Okay, like uh, I'm like super a, fast, and I know where to go. Yeah. Okay. I'd say defense is a strength of yours because yeah, you do. You're in, you're always in good position. Defense. That was that was my thing in basketball. I couldn't. I can't shoot. Still can't. Never been able to shoot. But I can play defense and annoy people really well. So. Yeah. <laughs> it must be a Hutchin thing. I I never really played basketball, but soccer. I was really good at defense. Not much else because I wasn't super athletic, but yeah, I was good yeah, at the anticipation. Yeah, I was good, <laughs> here. At, I was good at defense and goalie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's. I think part of it's the anxiety, man. It it, it makes the last minute decisions like that. You know, they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're also humble. We don't need this. We don't because oh, scores get all the glory, but we don't need that. That's right. So That's we right. play the defense. We're incredibly Compliments. humble. We are. massively humble. <laughs> <laughs> we just watching Guardians of the Galaxy the other night. And, yeah, Drex said that, yes. I'm incredibly humble. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. But yes, we are. We're very humble people. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Do you uh, do you find that most sports do you too like playing defense, or do you like do you like playing offense better, like in soccer? I like playing defense better because I suck at shooting in soccer. <laughs> Okay. But um, in, in baseball, there's just there's no defense at all. There, That's true. There technically is, but you can't like do anything. You could like shoot the ball and step the batter, but that's it. Yeah. Plus, defense in baseball, I feel like relies too much on other people. You know, getting the ball on <laughs> time, throwing at the bases, getting. The bases. Oh, oh, he's gone yeah. dark. Honestly, baseball is kind of boring, especially to especially to play when you're a little kid. There really is no defense. If there's a hit, I told you at the time, poor Logan. This last game of last year, they scored like 19 straight runs in the final inning because there's just no defense. Yeah. Wait, Logan's team did or the other team did? No, the other team. It was like a 45 minute half inning because they just kept going. Jesus Christ! Don't they have like? Don't they go like once through the lineup? They used to do that when I was a kid. Like every kid was bad. They do, except in the very last inning, they don't have a mercy rule because I guess the idea is in case you can come back, you know, so they let you score as much. 
And uh, yeah, they were Logan's team was up by 15, and I think they lost by 12. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that dramatic. the second game? No, no, we're talking baseball. about uh, baseball, how it's kind of slow, it's not a lot of defense. Yeah. But hey, Dan, welcome. You're here. Hey. The turtle figured Hello. himself out, huh? The, hey, the, so the turtle, his tank will be clean. He'll be without water, but his tank will be clean. Perfect. Ah, he, doesn't eat it. he doesn't need water. Yeah. yeah. He should survive. So what did I miss? Logan, did you talk about your game? Yep. And his shot. Yep. We, were, we were very proud of that shot. That was an amazing shot. I was too. Yeah, you should be. That was a great shot. I guess you stole the ball beforehand too, right? It was either a rebound or a steal. I think it was a steal ball. Either way, that's good. And you came down and you, you said it was pretty far away. It wasn't like a layup or anything. I can't, again, I cannot do layups. Yeah. To be honest, I probably never will. You can hit the 30 footer. Yeah, it's it's hard at this age when you get bigger and taller. I think layups will be easier for you, but it's it's hard for shit. I still can't do layups. Not me. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't. I just it's an athletic thing, Craig. I can't do it. (laughs) Might be. So that that was the. Did you guys win the first game? Um. No, but you did tie the second game. Wow. Mm -hmm. Five to five. Yeah, your coach was sure there was overtime. He was pretty upset there wasn't. I don't know why he thought there'd be <laughs> overtime for third grade basketball, but surprise, there isn't. Everyone gets one possession, and the first one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dad, do you remember what that one time in floor hockey you wanted to pull the goalie with like two minutes Dad, left? <laughs> yeah, I remember the refs being like these high school kids, and they they literally didn't know what to do with that information. They're like, "Yeah, I guess if you want to." <laughs> the only thing I remember from Floraki <laughs> were the kids who would throw up in their masks. You, you know, uh, it was, and I they never cleaned a, them, too. Yeah, I think there was a kid Kelly went to school with, and like halfway through the game, he threw up into his mask, and we had to get somebody else to put the mask on and go play goalie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what a was, dick move. It's <laughs> yeah, a brutal sport, man. It really yeah. was. Yeah. yeah Floraki was fun. Yeah, I like Florida. Florida was fun. So, so Logan, I I sent that picture of you scoring that basket to everyone I could think of. So everyone was very impressed with your with your score. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was it, awesome. It went viral on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. It did. It did X? Yep. It's called X now. X. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> TikTok is what the kids are on. Celebrity at this point, so that's yeah. great. We should make it into a TikTok. We'll put some background music to it. Yeah, we'll do. It. Yeah, like that. You could just narrow it. Chariots of fire. Slow motion. Yeah. (laughs) Next time, dunk it. That would be even cooler. Yeah, if you could dunk it. it. Those baskets were at least 42 inches tall. You think I could dunk? I need excuses. Dunk the ball. Just from a trampoline. Yes. Yes. Where'd you get that number from? I'm just curious. You say 42 inches or feet? Um, 42 Either way, inches. I don't think that's accurate. Because it has. I think you could dunk like that three one. feet, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Four-ish. It, it might be feet. Three and a half. I don't know. Okay. 
But, um, I don't know what it's... So there's a giant pole that we use to measure it, to measure mm -hmm. where the net is, and it always says 42 IN. So I'm pretty sure it's inches. It's like three and a half feet. I think you are at least three and a half feet. I'm pretty sure you can, it would come up to like your nose. <laughs> I'm four foot. I'm pretty sure I'm four foot eight. So you could definitely park it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think the basket's a little high. I think it's like six it, feet tall or something. It, but. It's it's feet then. It's eight, it says twenty four. This is twenty four forty two. I can't remember. Twenty four. Would make more sense. That still seems yeah, pretty that's high. That's still pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Standard just... NBA is like 20, 20, no, feet. It's 10 feet. It's a normal basket. It's 10 no, feet. it that's isn't. Funny. There's a freaking pole on it that you use to measure it. And it either has 24 or 42. Yeah, 20 Greg. feet is fucking huge. <laughs> I mean, the average NBA player is like, what, 6'8"? If it was 20 feet, he'd have to <laughs> jump twice his height. Anyway, we get where you're going. Yeah, man. It's something. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was extremely impressive. You going to score again next week? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Was that? Huh? What's that? You going to score again next week, you think? Yeah. Probably. We're having a, a bucket a week now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Two-handed two slam dunk. That would be cool. Have somebody give you an alley oop if you catch. Yeah, Craig, get out there, man. Help him out. <laughs> I should. So alley oop. Never mind. We won't talk about the coach. How did the coach look in warm ups? Did he look good? How did the coach... uh, I missed that part? He, he was uh, jacking up some threes last time. Very impressive. Was he? <laughs> Only He's really good at basketball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's because the but basket's no, 42 inches off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Look, seriously, you can, make a, you can make a shot from like half of the entire court. Half court, did he? Not half that. court, the entire court. Hey, give me I long enough, I can make one too, all right? Okay, but you want to know what happened? He sure. did that, and it accidentally bounced off the rear, and it hit me in the forehead, and it really hurt. Sounds like a lawsuit to me. Dad, you got a card? <laughs> Red flag. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you've had a little bit of a concussion, actually. Yeah, let's take that up with the uh, league and see what they do to that. I like it. Get your monies. I like it. So, yep. So you got you got games next week. You have two games next week or just one? Two. two it's games. always going to be two. So those two. You know what two schools you're playing next week? No, I don't think I want to. Cool. Glen Lake and Benzie. Benzie Central sucked, so. Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. They're pretty bad this year. You might be able to take them. Yeah. I'll take them. Yeah. The Pistons, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. anyway, Pistons. It's a football team. That's a basketball team. It's a basketball <laughs> team. <laughs> like 75% yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they don't really play basketball. They just kind of show up on the yeah. court. So. Yeah, that's true. They're a bad one. I'll give you that. Maybe if their, their team was only 42 inches. 
That might help. It'd still probably be pretty bad, but yeah, it would help. Something's vague. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on. Uh, so you guys, you guys watched the Super Bowl at all last night? Yeah. Parts of it. I didn't yeah. want to, but yeah. I mean, my take is both those teams kind of suck. That was the most boring Super Bowl I've seen in a while. It was. And the Lions, I think, would have beaten either one of them. It just makes it, honestly, their, their last loss even more frustrating to me. I hope they use it as motivation looking at that game and thinking, you know, we should have beaten these assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I heard Dan Campbell was at the game. Someone saw oh, him on a flight there. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully he uses it as motivation. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I knew, all do. I knew Mahomes was going to win in the end at some point. Yeah. Everybody did. And I think the league wants him to win. I don't know. I didn't see enough of the game to think that they gave it to him. They probably sounds like it was overtime, so they probably didn't give it to him. But no, I thought there really wasn't no. any questionable calls. Yeah, it was a pretty. They really didn't call much at all. So. Yeah, I thought if anything, the Niners maybe got a couple more calls, but it was pretty okay. pretty even. I uh, I know Shanahan kind of. Did you guys read the whole? No. Like going into overtime, I guess his team didn't really know what the overtime rules were. Which I mean, they did just change them this year. But still, like, how do you not know? Yeah, Chris Jones said the first – or was it Chris? No, it was uh, Eric Armstead. The, he saw the first time he'd learned about the rules was when he saw him up in the Jumbotron before the right. overtime started. <laughs> it's like – I mean, I guess the coaches are the ones who really need to know, but also you might want to tell your players, like, you know, just a refresher. It is, it is kind of what you do for a living. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shanahan won the toss and decided to uh, – Receive, uh, right? Right. And Which, did you hear his reasoning? If you know the rules, it's probably not the right call. Was it a morning, well, morning league uh, reason? Yes, he said kind he was of. thinking. He was thinking three possessions away. He said if we scored a field goal and then we held them to a field goal, then it would be in our hands to win the game. But that's like way too many moves ahead, man. Like if you score a field goal, they score a touchdown. It doesn't matter, <laughs> and that's what happens. So, yeah, he. I think Let's he overthought it. Yeah, I think he did too. They're talking on the radio too. That puts it so you score a field goal. Well, the Chiefs are going to want to go down and, and score a touchdown, right? So they're yeah, going to have yeah. they're going to be in four down territory the entire drive. Yep. So you literally just made a you gave Patrick Mahomes more motivation and you gave him a better platform to win the yeah. game. Like, yeah, you were assuming that they would play it safe and just go for the field goal and go to another overtime, but I, I don't think anybody would have played that way. So, no. yeah, it was a really questionable call. Yeah. There's something Shanahan did. It was the same thing that like they stopped running the ball as much in the second half. It was kind of like what the Lions did. You got to wonder why they were actually running it pretty well. McCaffrey yeah. was was a beast when he touched the ball, and then they just started throwing it a lot with Purdy. And Purdy's just not that great. Like and he had a ton of pressure. It wasn't just his fault, but you like? Brock I mean, it was just a weird. I hate Brock Purdy. He's fine. I just hate all the hype he gets. Okay. I think he's he's an okay quarterback, but yeah. this whole MVP shit was pissing me off. But now every time that man dropped back and threw it twenty yards plus, I knew it was going to be an overthrow or a miss, and it was every time, but like one pass. Yep. So he's yep. he's a he game like, manager. He is. He had like two good passes, and then he had some just not great, and he's just not that good. You know, yep. you saw Mahomes just carry his team to victory. And Purdy, you know, they kind of carried him, and he did okay sometimes. That was kind of what it was. But I mean, nobody's Mahomes. I mean, nobody. Yeah, I mean, that's not a, of a kind. Honestly, no. Purdy was as good as most quarterbacks in the NFL. I think. I think he was. I think golf puts up better stats in that game, even under pressure. I mean, maybe golf's yeah. better than Purdy. I don't know. 
there's not a lot of difference. And Purdy runs a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. The uh, yeah, for sure that discussion before. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the one good thing is you, you see that, and you know, I mean, I, the entire game I was thinking like, what would the Lions do in this situation? And you know, if the Lions make the right moves in the situation, they they would have had a really good chance to win that game, right? So yeah. it's yeah. good to know that like they're only going to get better next year because everyone's coming back, especially the coaches now too. So it's good to know that like there's reasonable actual hope next year that they can make it back and 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 do something. You know, yeah. was last year on fire. I mean, yeah. they were they were controlling the game, and McCaffrey fumbled that one as they were going down for a touchdown. But their defense still looked awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the 49ers had won. I I didn't even see the second half. Yeah. Anyway. It was it was kind of how I expected it to go. It was a slow, boring defensive game, and then Mahomes just won the game for him. So, so I thought you guys weren't too happy with the announcing, right? You weren't happy with Tony Romo, or I just oh, think no, Tony, I Tony Romo was a blowhard. Yeah. yeah. Why do you hate Tony Romo? Because he clearly doesn't pay attention during it. He he like pulls stuff out of his ass that like isn't true. And and sometimes Jim Nance will actually call him out on it too. I've noticed, but right. he'll just like spout shit off, and he's clearly trying to sound intelligent. And he's just not. And then yeah, he gets weirdly excited about random shit. He kept propping up Brock Purdy the entire game, and like I get a lot of people do that in national media, but it was oh, well he's getting all this pressure in his face, and it's like yeah, but he's in the Super Bowl <laughs> against a good defense. Like you're gonna get pressure in your face. You're just gonna have to make some plays, you know? Like yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Suck it up, <laughs> but. I don't, I, I don't like Tony Romo. I just think he's a little hard. Yeah. My Greg, favorite announcing crew is not CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I like yeah. I like Fox better. And actually, I don't mind NBC sometimes. Chris Collinsworth can be kind of odd at times. But for the most part, I don't mind him. Yeah. I'd almost rather have Gus Johnson. No. Gus Johnson's a fucking worse. I would, I would, life would be better if I never had to hear his goddamn voice again. I hate that man so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys want to move on to the lines and uh, talk about the most recent? Did you guys hear uh, Brad Holmes press conference coming yes. out on his his choice words? I, no, very aggressive. So very apparently, aggressive. he came out. Yeah, he gave like an eleven minute monologue. First of all, uh, and he like called out media members by name on how they had like criticized his draft and basically how Brad Holmes said, "Fuck you, I was right." Which, you know, he wasn't wrong to a point. I mean, I don't think, I still don't think all of his moves were perfect, panned out, but it was a good draft. But it was just very odd for him to name, like, not just, he didn't say, like, the media was wrong. He, like, said, you were wrong, you were wrong, you were wrong. It was, it seemed very petty to me. Okay, bud. Yeah, I know, I didn't yeah. see that. That's kind of childish. It was. It just seemed yeah. very childish, yeah. And I, I get being a little like cocky about it. That's fine, but it was and it, and it started off that way. But then yeah, he literally was like, "Dave Burkett, you said that he was going to be a bad pick, but he was good." And it's like, yeah. if you have to do that, I don't know, man. That just seems like you're insecure. Oh, that's now, just you know? he could have yeah. made the point by just saying some of you in the media questions some of our early moves. As you've seen, they panned out. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, leave it at that. But to call out people individually. That's just that's petty, and it, obviously he's been waiting to do that, and that's just that's kind of sad because 
I never thought he was that kind of guy. No, and I want to point out, they haven't actually won anything yet. They won some playoff games, which is huge for Detroit, but you assholes still blew a 17-point lead and watched two teams that you would have beaten. Like, it was a pretty rough way to end the year, although it was a successful year, and, like, I like Brad Holmes and stuff. It's just really odd to come out now and start calling people out like they had just won the Super Bowl or something and we proved all of our doubters wrong. It's like, no, I think a lot of the things we were concerned about kind of reared their heads in the Super Bowl, yeah. like in the NFC Championship game. And, yeah. you know, it's just, not again, yeah. Pass rush. Yeah, I'm sorry. Second no, you're right. Second right, no, not having pass rush. And, and I yeah. think that's what happened. I think a lot of these local media members probably posted stuff about this after the game. Like, they clearly didn't have a good enough pass rush. Cam Sutton got burnt every other play they passed to his side. But, like, those are all true things. And if you would actually address them – and, like, I, look, I get it. You build through the, the drafts. You build your culture. It's you get your guys. And that is part of what makes you good. But that doesn't mean you have to completely do that. Like, you can find guys that will fit into your culture that also might be good to play for other teams – that won't make won't be a hindrance to your team, right? It will help your team. So, like, there's middle ground there, and I thought I think if you'd sought more of that middle ground, you probably you might have actually won. I think you got to take a little bit of everything. Yeah, you can't just do it one way, and that's the only way. You got to take bits and pieces and make it work for you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, Brett Holmes is a good that. GM. Have you guys seen any of the like the national media is going crazy with moves the Lions should make? Yeah, they're not gonna do any that? of it though. I know. Yeah. There was one Daniel Hunter. I think it was a pass rusher to end from the Vikings. Had like thirteen sacks or something. Was it Hunter? Daniel Hunter. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> it's Danielle. <laughs> right. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. And he was like a Pro Bowl player, and they're saying the line should go out. There. I guess if they're saying it'll cost like forty-seven million to sign him for you know, a few years. I don't know. Yeah, no, but to Brett's point, I don't think Brad Holmes is going to sign any. If he signs any free agents, it's going to be like he did last year. It's going to be kind of these middle of the road guys, these character guys that they think can kind of contribute a little bit. But I don't think that he's going to make any big name signings or trades for that matter. I think he's going to build through the draft, which you know is okay. But I, so, I mean, if you're this close and you got a couple holes to fill, fill them however you can. Who knows how long your window of opportunity is going to be there. So right. I have a question for that because I heard somebody talking about that and Brad Holmes said he wants to build sustainability. Like that's their goal. Like they want to be right. like a consistent NFC championship. So I had I heard somebody ask at a different program, but would you rather have one Super Bowl or like the, or like 10 years of, you know, making the playoffs, but never reaching the final destination sort of thing? Or would you take like, we win the Super Bowl next year, but then it's a complete rebuild afterwards. Cause we kind of go all in. Kind of like the Rams. Yeah. yeah, kind of like the Rams. Yeah, would you rather be the Rams or would you rather be like, I don't know, like kind of like the Eagles who are or the 49ers are always kind of good, but they can never get over the hump sort of thing. 49ers are a good example. Michigan yeah. right now is a good example of that. Yeah. Like they put everything in the last season. I would rather have what Michigan had last season, though, for the Lions. I'd rather have the one championship than rebuild Honestly, I because I, I know this. Do. I know this administration can because they already did it once, you know. Mm hmm. I think I would too. I mean, that's the pinnacle of success, right? That's the definition of success in the NFL. You win the Super Bowl. To come close a bunch of times, people are going to get tired of that if they just keep coming close but never getting the ultimate goal, yeah. the ultimate prize. So, yeah, I think I agree with Brad. I'd rather go all in and get that Super Bowl ring and then hope that you can hang on and have sustained success maybe 
later. But yeah, if if you have an opportunity to get the Super Bowl ring, do it. I agree, and I think though I don't think Brad Holmes is going to do that, and I think that might kind of be hit a little bit of a problem because I feel like you do have to make big moves occasionally to like get over that hump. Like the 49ers, I know they didn't win this year, but they made a big investment in Christian McCaffrey, and he was like their team for two years. Yeah, you know, huge. Yeah. and that was a huge move. But I don't think that's something like Brad Holmes would do. I think he's going to make these slow, calculated moves to the draft, and we're just going to kind of oh, we might always be good for a while, but I'm concerned that we don't make that one big push that it's going to take you know, to sign that big free agent or whatever to get over the hump. You know what's going to happen, though? Some of the teams that are willing to make that big push and sign the big name, they're going to surpass the Lions. I mean, the Lions will tread water. They've been depends. the NFC North a few times. But as far as getting and winning the ultimate prize, it, they need to go all in and try to do that. I, I think it depends because, I mean, the Eagles tried to do that this year, though, right? I mean, they're kind of the antithesis of what we want the Lions, what the Lions are doing. But they picked up every big free agent in the book, and they kind of just – didn't work at all, right? Like they all were dysfunctional and they fell apart. Yeah, you know, part I mean, of that's not coaching. It worked last year. Coaching. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was more coaching this year, but I do but too. Yeah, I think it depends on the kind of player you're picking up, though. I mean, you still want someone that meets fits your culture, right? You know what you're trying to do as a team, and is all in on what you're trying to do as a team. But and if he can fill a missing piece and he's a superstar, great. But yeah, I wouldn't go and sign someone just to sign someone like the Eagles just to say. I went yeah. out and signed a bunch of players because clearly at the end of the year they were a dysfunctional team. Right. And uh, I th- yeah. I think the team they're trying to be is like the Chiefs, who don't really sign big free agents. The difference is they have Chiefs Pat Mahomes and right. Andy Reid. <laughs> and yeah. you know, Dan Campbell like, might get there eventually, but Goff is no Mahomes. So I'm not sure no. you no. can overcome those things. Right. And they don't have a team built like that too. Like they have they have a bunch of studs in offense, right? They have a whole offensive line that's good. If their thing is though they want to make it so their offensive line is always good, I think that's a good way of kind of like copying yes. that in a different yeah. way. I also I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> I like golf a lot. He's never gonna be that. And and like I think this was probably the worst Chiefs team that's made it the Super Bowl the past few years. Their defense is really good this year, so it's hard to you know, maybe there's a bit of middle ground there, but like their wide receivers were shit this year. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey's getting older. He had a bunch of drop passes. Their offensive line was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and they it still did because it because of Mahomes. I mean, right. they, they, if you get Mahomes, you can do a lot, even if you have other deficiencies. Right. And um, we're never going to be there with. I mean, I I like Goff. I like his personality, but he's yeah. not the same. He's not going to pull a team along the same way Mahomes is. No. So, um, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I still have faith in Brad Holmes. I wish he'd be a little less petty. I really didn't like that that look on him, but uh, but yeah, I trust him in the draft. It'll be interesting to see. I bet he keeps. He I bet he either trades out of this first round and gets up more second round picks, or he. he I don't think he's gonna he might trade up. I guess he, he does that sometimes. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this year. Have you heard of anyone that's worth trading up for? The corner. One of the bigger pass Toledo, rushers would right? be cool. Or actually, one of the bigger corners, I think, would be a good pick. I think there's one from Toledo who's really highly rated, which is weird. Yeah, he actually might. You see different reports and different things because like, I've seen some reports that have the two kids from Alabama going like the top fifteen. Then I'll see some where like one of them slips, slips the Lions or same thing with the Toledo kid. I don't think anyone really knows. I bet you one of the bigger corners gets to them, but I wouldn't be opposed to trading up and getting like the best the guy they identify as the best corner in the draft. I think that would be huge. I think there's a lot of good pass rush depth, so I don't think they need to take that, you know, pass where they're picking. But. 
Right. I feel like the, he's going to do something weird. I don't think he's going to do what we expect him to do. I think because last year, that was to- nobody expected that draft. It worked out, but I don't think anybody expected it. <laughs> it would surprise me if he trades up to get like a guard or something, you know? No. <laughs> Honestly, and I, I don't know that's know. the wrong move because no, especially if you lose Jonah Jackson and like we were just talking about, maybe that is their goal is to make the offensive line like their Patrick Mahomes, right? That's going to take them over I the edge. I think you're right. I think that's what it is. I think that's their identity. That's what makes that offense go. They've got yeah. a lot of question marks going into next year with the offensive line. I mean, do you extend Taylor Decker? I mean, Taylor Decker was okay. He wasn't as dominant as he was when he was younger, but he's, he's pretty good this year. Contract. Yeah, the offensive line is really good this year. I think the counter to that, though, is it wasn't enough to get him over the hump this year, though, right? Because because they didn't address the defense at all. So I think you should address the defense more than the offense. Like, you can still get a good starting guard in the second or third round. You know, he might not be an they all-star. That, though. I mean, who they got that's that good in the second or third round? Jonah, Jonah Jackson's well, pretty good when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, i about it. I mean, Graham Glasgow was like a third or fourth round pick a couple years ago. Glasgow's okay. He's not amazing. He's, he's pretty good. A pretty good year. Yeah. They got to reassign him first, but yeah. Yeah. I guess he wants a lot more. I think the problem. I I I think with Goff, it's a good thing to invest in the offensive line. I think the problem, unlike Pat Mahomes, like a quarterback affects. You know, quarterbacks change plays at the line. They call coverages. They touch the ball on every play. I mean, an offensive line just doesn't have the same kind of impact that a quarterback does, but. Yeah, I mean, if Goff is your long-term answer, you think you need to build the offensive line because yeah. he's a statue in the pocket. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so it's got to be a, a point. Yeah. That's why you almost feel like they do have to pick up a free agent of some sort because they have, like, those three huge – because if Jackson doesn't resign, especially if Glasgow doesn't resign too, they're down two guards. Ragnar's coming back, which is good. He was thinking about retiring, I guess, but – then you're down, down two guards, which are the strength of your offense. You have to fill that. You want to be where you are this year, next year. And then you still need another pass rusher, and you still need a starting corner, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I feel like their pickups are all like bargain basement guys. You ever feel that yeah. way? Oh, who yep. they're picking up? They're, they're reclamation project. They're seeing if they can pull something out of nothing, seeing if a guy can come back after an injury and still be decent, and they sign them on the cheap. I think at some point, if you have a, a hole to fill – and you can, you know, fill it with some significant money. Just do it. Or a-hole. I'm sorry, a what? You got an asshole to fill. Yeah, and you got the money. You fill that asshole. Yeah, fill it up, yeah. Wait, wait. wait. Craig's got to get his Hamas friend, so. <laughs> All right. That's when I got racist, Dad. All right. <laughs> Well, on that note, I was thinking about going through and kind of giving each player a grade. Is it something you guys uh, want to do real quick? Player or like player position group or like player specifically? Oh, we can do either one. No, I'm cool. I like it. Yeah, I was going to hit like the big players this year. We don't have to hit every like all 52 men on the roster. roster. (laughs) 53 men. Here we go. Source doll. (laughs) Well, we can start with the offensive line. And Skipper. Yeah. How about Taylor Decker? We'll start there. We'll just go through the line first. He's a B. He's like a B plus. I give a B. That's a B plus. I think he had a pretty good year. Yeah. He had his he had his best year, I think. I still think he's not quite as good as some left tackles in the league. He had a good year. Yeah. How about Jonah Jackson? I didn't I didn't really think minus him to be honest. Yeah. I give him a C C just because he didn't play that much. When he did, he was pretty good, but he was injured a lot. Yeah. Frank Ragnow? 
A freaking plus. Just just for his heart, you give him an yeah. A. Yeah, he's a stud. He's the best center in the league, and he had like one leg. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, no, it's I mean, good. that guy plays through anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. A plus. Uh, Graham Glasgow. C plus. Yeah, I think B plus. I, I don't know. You didn't think? I thought he did pretty well this year. And he was supposed to be a backup, so I think he ended up in the starting role and did well. He was a yeah. backup. They just needed a starter. A <laughs> okay. The reason why he started. You realize they had like the top offensive line. Like he had a great year. He was just like, filling. You know, like, all right. He was just you know, filling like, a hole. <laughs> Watch it, Habib. <laughs> uh, Pede Sewell. Uh, yeah. A plus. That's got to be an A. Yeah. Yeah. He's the yeah, best I, I give it I give it an A A plus. Yeah. Uh we'll get to Jared Goff later. Let's go to the other guys. How about uh Sam Laporta? I mean A plus for what I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. D- dude was one of the better tight ends in the league and he's a rookie. And, as are, and he was a rookie and he played through pain. Yeah. Yeah. A, he's a, arguably a, the best tight end in the league right now. Like he's yeah. pretty damn close. If he's not Agreed. Bad. Yeah. Uh how about St. Brown? A plus? Yeah, yeah so these are all easy ones, Craig. A plus. Right. <laughs> we'll get into the harder ones. Save the harder ones for later. Yeah. Uh, how about Jamison Williams? How about Jamo? We're gonna give him. Uh, just based on late season, um, I'd give him a B. B. I think B is fair. Yeah. If he played the entire season how he did these past yeah, few so games, especially play, an definitely yeah. an A. Easily an A. Yeah. yeah. All right. You sold me on a forward, right? Yeah. Because you yep. saw what he's possible to. You sold me yes. on a B, but I think that's because they misused him earlier on. I think when they finally started to get him involved, he got more of rhythm and did better. So I, I think a B is fair. Yeah, but I, plus he overcame so much too. A lot of self-inflicted shit, but he overcame a lot of adversity too, right? So yeah, yeah. And that's and, fair. and those bets he made, he had to overcome those bad bets. <laughs> yes, he anyway. had to fill a hole. <laughs> he had to fill that hole. That a hole. Uh, how about the running backs? How about David Montgomery? A. I think so. I thought he kind of fell a off. A minus. A minus. I'll go A minus. I say B plus. He came through every time they needed him. It's not his fault they went away from him at certain points. In the yeah, game. that's true. I, I give him an A. All right, A Correct. minus. Con- considering where your expectations about Dave Montgomery were before the year. Yeah, I hated that man you before hated the year. That was the most For overrated no running back in the league. Because <laughs> he was on the Bears, and they always like, Dave Montgomery's the best. Turns out he actually is pretty good. So you know, especially when he gets blocking. Go figure. Yeah. yeah right. Uh Jameer Gibbs. A for a rookie because he was a rookie, probably an A. Yeah. yeah. I think he deserves an A. He's pretty electric at the end of the year. I think again they misused him earlier in the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Alright, last one, Jared Goff. What are we giving Goff of the year? You guys go first. Yeah, I give, <laughs> give him an A. I know he's yeah. got some limitations. But he he was a, he was a, he was good when they needed him to be good. I would go I, the lowest I, A minus possible, <laughs> and only because just like the picks he threw were bad, you know. And he there was games in the middle of the season that had he played at his normal level, they probably should have won, right? Um, so I think an eight, like a ninety percent exactly, maybe even an eighty nine point nine percent plus plus. <laughs> Yeah, if we're giving out percentage points, I'd say like an eighty-seven percent. I think I give him a B plus. He was kind of a liability at times. You see but his numbers? He had amazing numbers. He put up incredible numbers. But I mean, all it's the same thing with Brock Purdy, though, right? It's the the system you're in, and he's not a system quarterback, and he's less so than Brock Purdy. 
but it's a big reason why he put the numbers he did, right? Yeah, yeah. So Target. I give him a B plus. He grew on me as the year went on. He deserves another contract. We can debate how much he deserves, but um, yeah, and he's the quarterback for the foreseeable future. But yeah, I mean, there was times when his picks were god awful, and his liabilities. I mean, they show up every once in a while. He's just like he trips over his own feet and shit. Like he's one of the most inathletic quarterbacks I've yeah. ever seen. Like Matt Stafford moves around far better than Jared Goff yeah. does. <laughs> And I think it gets, I think it gets a little overplayed a little bit, but at the same time, watching that game yesterday, like, and it's Pat Mahomes, so he can make every throw on the run. But there's some, I mean, you watch like some of these plays that other quarterbacks, other than Pat Mahomes, make too while they're on the run. Like Goff just can't do that, and that's no. that's fine. He does everything else really well, you know. He's really accurate. He's really good in the pocket. Honestly, so. I know Mahomes is going to pick poster child for the league, but I like watching that guy play. I mean, he's so freaking smooth. He runs fast without looking like he's going fast. Mahomes. He's always under yep. control. Yeah. Right? He, he always knows what his options are at all points. Yeah. I mean, he's just freaking amazing. One yep. thing Tony Romo said about him yesterday that was true is you can tell as soon as, like, pre-play, he reads the defense as good, like, as good as anyone ever has. You can you can tell in his brain he's, like, seeing where the blitzers are coming. He knows exactly who's going to be open. Yeah. Like, you know, you can just tell. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He is. No, yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have many weaknesses. Yeah, I think he can get a little flustered, a little hot headed at times, which he did earlier in the game when he was getting some pressure. But that's about it. He got it under control. He played amazing the rest of the game. So his voice, yeah, yeah, his voice. voice. Well, his family is uh, his whole family is kind of a douchebag. His dad is on his like third DUI. His wife's a dumbass, and Jackson Mahomes, whatever the hell he is, is an asshole. So, so what what did Kelsey say to Reed? I missed that whole exchange. He was pissed because he took him out, okay. and the tight end that was in missed a block, which led to a fumble. Yeah. But to be fair, someone talk, brought this up. I guess Kelsey kind of would just like lackadaisically block people or take plays off, and he's just not a great blocker in general anyways. Dude, I saw him do that like five times in the game yesterday. I'm like, you can figure yeah. out when he's not getting the ball. He just kind of like sauntered up to the line, and then it was a run play down the middle, and he just stood there and turned and looked to the center. I mean, like yeah. he does. He just takes shit off. Well, is also, he prima, is he a prima donna? Is that why? Or I, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I think I he think was a little, a little bit. Yeah, it, like Andy Reid, from all accounts, is like one of the nicest guys in the league. Yeah. And he like almost knocked him on his ass because he just got into his face so much and he wasn't aware of it. Like, dude, he, fucking yeah. chill, okay? And he does great <laughs> commercials too. Yeah, he's in like every fucking commercial. Yeah, I like yeah. watching Randy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Yeah. Randy. 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 <laughs> Randy Reed filling that a hole, Dad. <laughs> All right, moving on to the defense. <laughs> uh, defensive line. Oh, we had a lot. Let's see. There is just so many revolving doors. I guess. Yeah, go with Hutch. Oh, yeah, start off A. Right. I would say A plus, but like I think there was still a little bit more left in the tank there for him. Just a little bit, you know. But A. Yeah. I, I think A is fair. I think you still got to get to the quarterback a little bit more. Like he clearly had no help, but there were still some times where people pointed out you can have as many pressures if you want. If you don't get the sacks, like eh, you know, so I give him an A. Uh, how about a Lee McNeil? B minus. Yeah, I give him a B. He was okay. Yeah, B. yeah he showed up a few times. He got to the quarterback. I did. I did see his like. If you're in this, the PFF stuff, he's like exponentially gotten better every year he's been in the league. Like he was like eight or ninth in like pass rush scores for defensive tackles this year. He was like thirtieth last year, 
And then the year before that, he was like in the hundred. So he's like gotten incrementally better. So hopefully I believe that. that. Yeah. I feel like everyone else in the defensive line is kind of an incomplete. Like, I don't think there's anybody. Who could, I mean, maybe uh, who's that white guy they resigned to didn't really do shit this year? Yeah, yeah. I give him a like C minus. Yeah, he didn't yeah. do shit this year. No, he was good last year, and he just disappeared for the whole year. He was. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Bugs. I, Bugs was cut at the end of the year. Give him an F. Like he just yeah. didn't show up. And then like Anzarike never played. Josh Pascal, I don't know, but played much. James Houston was injured I, I for most Pascal, of the year. Pascal showed some flashes. He's just yeah. not consistent. You know, a lot of guys still that showed flashes. Yeah. You know, they'd be there yeah. for a couple plays, then you wouldn't see him the rest of the game. Yeah. Right. I think they really James need to Houston. invest. Yeah. He didn't even play. Did he even play in the final game? I don't think he played he all year. He did. He did. He had like one tackle. Yeah. You know? But it's his first game back. I mean, you don't really. Right. So I can't really grade him. I, they really need to invest in the defensive line. I think like in secondary, cornerback specifically, defensive line needs to be a huge priority. I just I don't even think we can grade anyone else. What's that? Here's a big question. Would you rather them and like I think I know what you guys answer. Would you rather them get like a stud D tackle to go along with Lee McNeil or rather them get another opposite pass rusher for Hutch? Which do you think would be more beneficial for him? Pass rusher. I think so too, because they played really well against the the, the run this year. So I don't actually think that's a huge priority. Yeah. But yeah, I would rather have another pass rusher. Yeah. I think it's I think it's easier to come up with guys who can clog up the middle and help with the run than it is to get stud pass rushers. Yeah, true. What about like a stud defensive tackle pass rusher, though, like a Chris Jones type? Not Chris Jones because he's probably too good, but can you imagine having Hutch, Hutch on the outside and Chris Jones coming up the middle? Like that'd be yeah. pretty – I mean, if you could get yeah. someone of caliber Chris Jones. And I do almost think sometimes getting interior pressure has more impact because you're, you're closer to the football. They like, did. And Tony Romo did point that out. I will say he that was another night thing he pointed out because pressure coming up th- from the middle is much harder to uh, ignore and get around the pressure on the edge. So that is a good point. I would take Chris Jones as a free agent. If he wants to come play in Detroit, I think we should sign him. Hell yeah. I, I, I would pull that trigger. But I think still pass rush if I had to pick one. But yeah, I mean, if you can get like an Aaron Donald type, yeah, I'll take that for sure. So you will get the most impactful Lion defensive player in the last 20-plus years. It was Sue. Um, Sue, not yep. Dominican Sue. When he was there, their defense was amazing, and it was all because of him. Yeah. yeah. He's also a special freak athlete, yeah. though. Well, you know? Absolutely, but, I mean, that's what we're talking about, though, right? But right. Chris Jones is kind of the same True. kind of guy. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, you kind of swayed me. If you could get a guy like that, if those are my options, I think I'd rather take that at this point. Because you could have Hutch coming off the edge. You could you could make do with whoever else. If you got that pressure up the middle, though, like when McNeil did play well and you had both of those coming, they had a pretty good pass rush. But McNeil, you know, he was real inconsistent. Does that open yeah. up the whole Jalen Carter thing again or no? No. I'm, that's, I'm tired of that. All right. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Moving on. Uh, Alex Anzalone. Oh. A for effort. 90%. I'll give him an A minus. Yeah, I think. He whiffed a For him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he definitely, nobody tries harder. For him, A minus. For just graded against every other linebacker, probably a B. B. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought he played well. Yeah, I mean, he still put up good numbers, too. He led, I think he led team tackles again, you know, had a couple good sacks. He's really good in coverage. I think he was definitely the best coverage linebacker they had this year. Yeah, so, not it's not no. saying much. <laughs> Speaking of, Jack Campbell. <laughs> what are you going to give him, Dad? Your boy, Jack Campbell. A-plus? 
I think this year he gets plus plus C plus. I think wow. going forward into the future, though, he could get he could become. I think he could become a high B, low A, because I think he's got that kind of potential. He's got to get better in pass coverage, right? Yes. Wait, we just lost Craig again. <laughs> Craig, hold up signs so we know what you're trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that religious thing, the shroud. (laughs) The shroud of Turin. (laughs) Of course he knows what the exact term is. (laughs) I think C-plus is fair for Jack Campbell, though. Actually, I think that's pretty good. I think he showed flashes, but I just don't think he did much. I'd maybe give him a C, honestly. Like, he was... Really? Yeah. I thought he was bad in, in coverage for sure. I thought in the run game, though, I think a big reason – because we can't really place a good reason. Other, we can't blame them. De- we can't give the D-tackles credit for the run game being better, right? So to me, it was Anzalone and Jack Campbell's presence. I think it so was I'm more give a B- scheme but, personally, but, yeah, that's fair yeah. if you want to give it to him. I think it was more – I think it was more their focus this year. They decided that that was what they were going to do. He's, he's, he's got shut a down really good motor. I mean, the guy's going all the time. Yeah. You got, Imagine you got, you Teddy Lehman. <laughs> Shut up. Man. No, actually, he gets he's, a, he's a bigger Teddy Lehman. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll go to the secondary. Cam Sutton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Starting off strong. Uh, D. <laughs> I don't yeah. really want to write any of these guys. I <laughs> give him. Except I Brian Branch. No, we're on Cam Sutton, Dad. I give him a C minus. I'll give him a little yeah. credit because the dude was put in positions he never should have been in. So he showed flashes occasionally, but he just got burnt too many times. Yeah, you're right. I mean, D plus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if we can. There's Jerry Jacobs. He got benched, so I feel like he's a D. But again, never should have been. Vildor. I'll give Vildor like a C plus. I think a B minus C plus. Yeah, considering he was a scrap heave from Chicago, like, and he yeah. dropped that pick at the and then in that game, that's what he's gonna go down for. Yeah, he, he, he had some plays, man. He's fast. I give him a B minus. Who's on on or whatever the guy's name was? We passed him. Anzarike. I liked him. I thought he it's was a, good. It's a D yeah, tackle. Really good game. No, no, what? no. The, the, the secondary the guy. Was oh, Ifanwu, Melifanwu. Melifanwu. Wait, he's a safety, Dad. We haven't got a safeties yet. You jump yeah, all over yeah. the place. Ch- chill. <laughs> Watch it. They're out sick. My, uh, my uh, Arab nope. friend on you. Your a hole. <laughs> Your a hole. We're gonna fill up his his a hole. Uh, all right. Yeah. Moving on. How about CJ CD Deuce? Whatever he ended up naming himself at the end of the year, Gardner Johnson. A C. Yeah, I don't even think he was that good when he played. He was fine. Yeah, he, he was there more for his attitude than anything. Yeah, yeah. it was a shitty attitude too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Dad, Belafonwu. What are you going to give him? If you Belafonwu, B. He had a few really strong games towards the end of the year. I think at the end of the year, yeah, he came B minus. I think he he was kind of non-existent for most of the year, but he came out strong. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say B. He's a freak athlete. It doesn't surprise. Like I remember when they drafted him. I'm not trying to be a nerd, but when they drafted him, dude's like six three, two twenty. Runs like a four five, four four forty. I guess. It, I mean, you can kind of see it coming, and so that's cool that he came out. And I'll give yeah. him a B. Yeah. All right, Brian Branch. Corner, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take him a corner. Brian Branch. B plus. B plus. I'm going to say A minus because I think at times he was their best defender this year. Yeah, I'll go A minus. I think he showed flashes of being kind of a stud. 
he, he would disappear at times a little bit, but that's, uh, why, that's the only reason I gave yeah. a, B, a B plus instead of an A. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's easy to disappear in that bad defense, though, right? Sometimes. Yeah. The whole defense disappeared at times. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And then uh, Jack Fox. We do we do butter. Oh, A plus plus Craig S. I'm gonna give an S for super. <laughs> He's the best. You give him an S. No, we're not filling any more a holes. How about uh, Badgley or or Riley Patterson, whoever you want to grade? Just the the kicker spot in general. <laughs> Badgley made that fifty yarder in the in the Forty ers game. That was a good kick. Uh, for that alone, a C minus. C minus. Although I feel like it's hard to tell if he's any good because Campbell refused to ever kick it. So, but there's a reason for that, Craig. <laughs> we'll never know. That's what they told us. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. I think, uh, yeah, hoping for better things next year. And the bar is pretty high now. So, Brad Holmes can keep all receipts he wants. We'll see what happens. Tell me about Wink Martindale. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about about Michigan's. Yeah. So, uh, Cheryl Moore hired a few people. Jim Harbaugh stole a few people. But, yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, he hired his his most recent hire that's still technically not officially yet. He's picking up this dude. It's Wisconsin's defensive line coach. He's like 37 years old, former player. Listen to him speak. He's clearly like a really good rah-rah guy, really good coach. Um, And I guess he's like a pretty huge presence in recruiting too. I think that's a big win after losing out on, on Clink. Clink Scale and uh, Elston, who are both pretty good recruiters. That's a pretty big win. And honestly, I think that should be the focus, especially with, with getting Wink. Because from what I understand, the guy's not going to do any recruiting at all. He's just going to coach, which is fine. But you need to surround him with younger guys who can recruit and uh, look like the players. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'm guessing Wink's pretty white, huh? Yeah, he's white. Yeah, not a lot of black Wink. guys named Wink. But yeah, so, so, what do you guys think about Wink Martindale, though? Uh, I he doesn't excite me at all. I feel like the Giants' defense has been trash. I'm not really sure what. I know he coached in the NFL, so he's got you know well, the background. About that, remember you, Brent? You said it's kind of a continuity of the system they've had all along, right? Because yeah. he was one of the originators of that system. The the Ravens defense, yeah. He uh he was like above McDonald and Minter three or four years ago, and then when he left, McDonald took over. Yes, yeah, because yeah. when McDonald came in to be D coordinator last year, before that, Wink Martindale was a D coordinator of the Ravens. So, I guess I guess with that though, is he likes to be a bit more blitz heavy than those two. Um, like he he has a lot of like five D lineman formations, a lot of like. Uh, there's a lot of like simulated like pressures making it look like you're going to send guys when you don't kind of thing, you know, so it'd be a little different, but pretty similar. I feel like Minter did a lot of that though, especially at the end of the year, there was a lot of like uh movement and, you know, showing pressure that didn't come or blitzing a lot. I think that's fine if your secondary is really good and I think they should be pretty good next year. I think a lot of those guys come back, but yeah, you know, with Will Johnson and everybody. But, I have. I wanted to. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it yet, but I kind of want to go through what their projected jet depth chart is for next year and kind of talk about it and see what we feel. Yeah, we can do that. You guys want to talk about I, the coaches? I don't really know much about them. It sounds like he's making good moves. I do feel like it's a lot of turnover. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be kind of hard to have 
continue the success with such a big, I don't know. I'm a little worried. I feel like about the amount of people that left with, with Harbaugh and Sharon Moore, who has no experience, just kind of like rebooting the program. It sounds, feels like a little bit, but yeah, I, I think he's doing as well as you could do in this situation with everyone leaving. I also heard for the interview for Wink Martindale, he involved players like Bra- uh, Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant, which is genius because those guys are probably pretty strongly considering leaving at this point, I would think. So involving them and who are, who's going to be the next coach is smart. Yeah. They also brought in, um, they like this week they hired a, a team manager. I don't know what his official role is, team president or something like that. But basically he's like the GM of Michigan football. And his his main focus is going to be expanding NIL and recruitment, which is smart because Michigan needs to expand their NIL. But yeah, so I think he's making as many good decisions as he can. That's fair. We'll see how it goes. On the opposite flip side of that, real quick before we go, that have you seen what Ohio State's been doing with their coaches and stuff? They hired Chip Kelly to be the offensive coordinator. I feel yeah. like Ryan Day is just like throwing darts at a wall now and just like will take any big name yeah. or big flashy yeah. thing he can get. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but it his also feels kind of panicky to me. I will say I don't think Sharon Moore is panicking. I feel like he no. feels like he's doing the right thing. I feel like Ryan Day's panicking, but Yeah, I do too. I think it's kind of what we talk about with the Eagles. It has the potential to be that. You're bringing all these rant and the same with like the the transfers they've gotten. Like how is that all gonna work? You know, you have you got like three different quarterbacks coming in. They're all big five-star recruits. And I get it. Like, you have a competition. You start the best one. It's not a bad idea. But what does that say about, like, future guys coming in? And then what is that, like – I just – I feel like it's a waste of resources. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's not good for team culture like that, too, you know? And that's honestly why Michigan beats Ohio State and has recently because they have a better team culture, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like – I'll believe – He's desperate to beat Michigan. He's got yeah. to beat Michigan this year because Harbaugh's gone, and he's got this new, brand-new coach he's going to be up against. And so he's surrounding himself with as many big names and big recruits as he can in hopes that he gets enough talent surrounding him, he'll pull off the victory against Michigan. I, I, I tell you what it's going to create. It's going to create a lot of hardship on the team because he's going to have three five-star depths at quarterback. they the, the two who don't get the start are going to be pissed. Yeah. Right? You're going to have, and, and I think it's going to, it's not going to help team cohesiveness, which is Michigan's big, you know, driving force. Um, yeah, I think he's, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I think he's just so freaking desperate. He's, he's signing everyone and everything he can. Yeah. Well, in this day and age, too, you need to do whatever you can to please the, the place because they're just going to go somewhere else because they're going to get paid more money or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. The transfer portal is so active. I, and I heard they're like they're basically paying a shitload of money for all these players. Well, and to my understanding too, a lot of that money when when you come in, a lot of these players are like like that money comes goes with them, right? Like there's no like or maybe it depends on like I don't know how that works, but I know there's like there were several guys that like Texas A and M would pick up, for instance, with a lot of like NIL promises that would then transfer somewhere else, but would, then would keep their NIL deals while transferring other places. You know? I suppose maybe if it depends. You... Yeah, if you if you market yourself to like a Gatorade, they don't really care, I suppose, where you play, right? It's uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works though. Or if the money's directly coming from the school, I suppose it wouldn't go with you. It's not really supposed to directly come from the school though. I, so I don't know. Yeah, but but I'll, I'll believe Ohio State's going to be really really good next year when I see them play a good team next year. So I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that. Honestly, they should be really really good they've got so much talent it's ridiculous 
Yep. But you know they've had great talent before, and they never and they don't show up sometimes. So. Yeah. I think outside yeah, of quarterback, they, he just sucks. Who? Ryan Day. Day. Yeah. He's a yeah. Coach. Yeah. We'll see. All right, buddy, you want to do your depth chart? Yes, I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. Just want us to give our thoughts. Are we like ranking them, or what? Uh, what are you think? Yeah, who? How we feel about that return? And my, my, I guess my stinky point in all this is, I actually don't think there's as big of a drop off. Like they're losing like 75 percent of starters, and on paper that sounds ridiculous. But their team this year is built on like depth, and a lot of these players that are going to be starting next year have already seen like meaningful minutes, right? Yeah. So my main thing is I look at the depth chart and I'm not really overly concerned, especially on defense, like who to bring it back. So yeah, that I can see. Let's let that being said, though, let's start with the offense because there's a bit more juicy there. So um, right off at quarterback to project the starters are Alex Orgy or Jaden Denigal. And then the backup is listed as Jaden Davis, the freshman. I hope so, Jaden Davis starts. I do too. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I, do too. I don't I think. think uh, upside, right? Yeah. Orgy's athletic. I've never actually seen him throw the ball, though, and I think there's probably a reason for that. But Yep. I think he's like a Walmart brand Jalen Milrow. I'm just going to say. Yep. <laughs> like that's so, fair. I don't feel super confident about that. Um, running back, we have Donovan Edwards, Kalel Mullings, Jordan Marshall, the freshman, and Benjamin Hall, who's played some some minutes in a Cole Cabana from Dexter. Fast white dude. As long as Cole Cabana starts, I think we're so yeah we're so, we're sold. <laughs> yeah. No, I think if they can find a guy to compliment Edwards, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. I, like I think yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited for Cole Mullings. He looks pretty damn good. He's a, he's tough. He's a tough runner. He's not yeah. as fast as Corum, but he's he's pretty tough. He's bigger um, though. That kid you know? from Ohio, what the heck's his name? He's supposed to be pretty damn good. Yep. He's gonna come in. He's gonna get minutes right away. He's a freshman, but yeah, yeah he he won like Mister Ohio last year, and he's he's basically like a do it all type. He's big, he's fast, so I think they'll be fine at running back. I think that's gonna more depend on their offensive line what that looks like. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Next, we have wide receiver, which this is such a meaningless position for them because they don't pass the ball. But uh, at X, they have Fred Moore, who. Uh, Z, they have Tyler Morris. Who? Um, and then they have Slot Samaj Morgan, who I have heard of. Ooh, I didn't know him. He dropped yeah. a punt, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he drop yeah, that, that, that punt? He's, yeah. he's not very big, but he's, he makes up for it's not very good. He's not very big, he's not very good either. <laughs> no, he's okay. Yeah, wide receivers are really hard <laughs> because they don't throw to him too much. And the only two I could, other than Morgan, I do know him. It was Cordelius Johnson and Romus Willison, and they're gone. So I don't really think anybody else got any meaningful time. I don't think recruit wide receivers that are taller than five foot six inches. Would you want to play in Michigan if they you can't a wide get receiver? Any. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> when I your projected I'm... starter is Orgy, do you want him throwing the ball to you? <laughs> Orgy should be your wide receiver. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Or yeah. running back. He's freaking yeah. huge. Lost, bro. Colston Loveland. Stud. All American. Yeah, not too worried about him. We'll just go through these while Brett's Brett's frozen over here. <laughs> that uh, expression. Let's keep that expression. I don't think, yeah. That's perfect. He's got gas. 
He's really ripping one there. Uh, let's see. I don't think I could name anybody on the offensive line coming back, though. Losing Zach Center is going to hurt. Fresh just yeah, gone now completely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure he's coming back on the other line either. Did they sign any guys in the transfer portal? I don't think so. I feel like Michigan is really bad about signing people in the transfer portal. They'll get, they should, they should pick tr- up a center every year, don't they? That's true. They usually get some kind of offensive lineman, but like yeah. usually they lose a few few guys every year. Yeah, I, so, I don't know. I have no idea. No. To Brett's point, though, I think the defense will be fine. I don't think they're losing too many people. The ones they are, they did rotate a bunch of guys in. Yeah. So I think defense will be okay. I think they got a couple linebackers coming back, right? Then they got a kid from Nebraska. He's still there, right? Yeah, Junior Colson's leaving, I think. But he was he was fine. Will Johnson's a stud. Yep, they'll have Will Johnson. Mike Sanger is still losing him. He's just kind of a good leader. Is that a rough? But Rod Moore in the yeah, secondary. Don't worry, we went through it all without you. Hey, you're back. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, I think my computer overheated there, so it's getting too steamy. Oh, let's talk about filling a holes. Just got it way too steamy. So, how come you come back and Craig goes off in the La La Land again? <laughs> we can't just too much star power in one place. We can't be here at the same time. That's what, that's what it is. Too much. Uh, where'd you guys? Did you guys get through safeties? It sounds like we did the whole team individual. Well, you could do offensive linemen. We were just saying we couldn't. We don't know any of them coming back. Okay. I mean, if you want. <laughs> this picture is even better than the last one. <laughs> I like this one. This is after he's passed gas and people are making fun of him. <laughs> I think he's high in this one. I can't tell. He's just trying to smell the roses. Wait, now we've got Brett live and Brett with a frozen picture. <laughs> I like you the, see me? I like the frozen picture better. Did you see the frozen picture of you? No, I can't. It's a it's, it's wonderful. Craig's very right. fuzzy in my still, but anyways. I'm always fuzzy. All right, yeah, position group, offensive line, go. Okay, so my computer is burnt. Craig, look up the depth chart real quick because right. my, my computer is, like, blowing up. <laughs> depth chart, Michigan football. Here we go. I know the left tackle is Miles Hinton, I think, who played some some minutes this year. They've got him listed as right tackle. But, yeah, Miles Hinton, Josh Preeby as a guard, Greg Crippen. Transfer. Yep. Giovanni Elhadi as the other guard, and Andrew Gentry. I don't know any of these people, to be honest. Like, I feel like Gentry is a family name. I feel like he's – do we have a Zach Gentry? Did you yeah, it's his brother. No, he's from Texas. No, no, I think. I think he's from Dearborn. Giovanni Ohadi, is he? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, Ohadi, yeah. yeah. Fun fact: Stur- I saw Ohadi. Oh, there we go. I saw Ohadi at a gas station one time in Mich- in Ann Arbor, and, and I know this because he's this huge, giant Middle Eastern man. So, like <laughs> just like Craig, yeah. Six five three um, eighteen. That's me. Yeah, just like Craig. <laughs> yeah, Miles Hinton's good. I think uh, so. That Preby guy is a transfer from from Northwestern. He started like two or three years back back to back, so he should be okay. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a kind of an unknown. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think it depends on who their who their quarterback is. Really, like 
if they get some mobile guy back. But they're not, they're not running. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of an unknown to me. Yeah. They didn't. I don't feel like they rotated too many people in last year. So I don't know how many of these guys got any like meaningful snaps. No. Yeah. Cause they, even like when they did like the elephant formation or the hell it's called, the guy they used was Trent A. Jones and he's a, he's graduating. So yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. I mean, they claimed Harbaugh claimed that they had like eight to nine guys that could start or could get drafted. So you'd think that means like some of these guys could, you know, Harbaugh claimed a lot of things though. <laughs> He did, yeah. He he thinks uh, JJ is gonna be the number one quarterback taken, Craig. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, of course he did. He told it to Colin Cowherd. I listened to that one, yeah. Yeah. So what's Michigan's record gonna be next year? I know this we're not wait, done yet, Dad. Yeah, on the defense. Oh yes, we're done. Hold on. All right, here's the defensive line. Derek well, Moore. Well, tight end, real quick. I mean, Coastal is gonna be back. Yeah, he's gonna be really good. Yeah. yeah. So we're not worried about that. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Derek Moore. I don't know much good. about him. Kenneth Grant, Stud. he'll be good. Stud. Jason uh, Mason Graham, be good. Stud. And then a uh, Josiah Stewart. I think I remember. Stud. Him. Yeah, I think their defensive line will be good. Yeah, they're they're not going to be as deep, but all four of those guys had like five plus sacks. Like like Josiah Stewart was really good in the playoffs, and De- I think Derek Moore was a freshman or sophomore, but he also like freak athlete should be pretty good too. So yeah. they rotated those guys through so much. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Linebackers, they have uh, Jay Schwan Barham. Yep. Ernest Hausman. Yes. They're both good. So Jay Schwan Barham started at Maryland last year. He's like 6'4, 230, and he's fast. So he's big as fuck. He actually is the guy that picked off Michigan last year, too, uh, when Michigan was about to put it away in that game, if you remember. He's good. And I, so I actually think their linebackers could, be, could take a step forward next year because I think. Hausman had a really good year too, and he's just going to get better too. Yeah, he's fast. Junior, he's pretty big too. Six yeah. two two forty. It's a pretty finished yeah. size like linebacker. So yeah. Yep, and I I liked Cole, Junior Colson, whatever the hell his name was, but kind of underwhelming. I feel like you know. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of. He was he was a good leader. I don't think he was like physically that gifted though. But and then let's see, second there we got uh, Will Johnson, stud. He'll be fine. And then Jair Hill, I don't know much about him. I don't feel like he played a ton. I know he's getting mad. So, did we lose Brett again? No, I'm here. Can you see me? Yes. Anyway, and then Makari Page, he played a good amount, and Rod Moore as the safeties. I think the safeties are going to be good. Makari Page is a senior. I didn't know that, so that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, and. Keon Sab too is their backup. He's coming back. He had a good year. Yeah, the defense. So I'm not at all concerned about the defense. They got rotated so many guys in last year. I feel like they got a lot of good snaps. Yeah, I think it'll go more be about scheme and what this uh, Wink Martindale can uh, can scheme up for the defense. But that and whoever whoever played nickel, I think they're going to miss Mikey Sanders still a lot. So whoever plays that yeah. position needs to be a stud. But we'll see for sure. I think the biggest concerns are the offensive line. I don't know anything about it. And, uh, you know, wide receiver is unknown, but I don't think that's too important to Michigan. Quarterback, I think that's a big one. Offensive line quarterback are my big yep. concerns. I think, it, I think it'd be better for him if Jaden Davis started, honestly, because I think that says a lot about him. And I also, from what I understand, he's actually a pretty accurate quarterback. Like, he has, like, a high floor, 
but maybe not a high ceiling kind of guy, right? So if he can yeah. come in and he's just like comfortable and is act, I think that I think that says more about their offense. You know, I think it's better. Bodes better for yeah, their offense. Yeah. All right, Dad. How many wins do you think they have next year then? So how many games do they play? Thirteen, maybe. 12? Twelve in the regular 12. season, right? I think so. Yep. Then there'll be the playoffs. I, it's I the expanded playoffs, though. But I think they're going to lose three or four games next year. So nine and three, eight and four, something like that. Yeah, they'll make a ball game. I I don't know that that may not get them into the playoffs, right? Even though they're uh, they got to be top twelve, I think. I think. I yeah, think it depends. Playoff. Ten with those wins, you know. Mm-hmm. You said ten wins. I think I'm with you, Dan. I think they're going to lose three or four games. I just feel like uh, the conference is getting a lot harder. And with Harbaugh and, you know, losing JJ, I think that's going to be big. Just it's a lot of turnaround. They're not going to be able to replace Nick Sizzle ever again. I agree completely. First Number one overall quarterback, Jay Swizzle. <laughs> I, I'll say nine. I'm a bit more optimistic than you guys. I think nine exactly. I think they'll probably lose. Don't. They'll probably lose to like Oregon and probably Texas. I think they're going to beat Ohio State still, but they probably could lose to Ohio State too. So that's three losses. I'd be happy with eight wins and one against Ohio State, though. That's a pretty good turnaround season for me. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm pulling more for Sharon than I did for ever did for Jim Harbaugh. I I I like Sharon more a lot. I've always always been a Michigan fan. I always want Michigan to win regardless. But I feel on a personal level. I feel I would really like to see Sharon do well. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like with Harbaugh, in a way, I'm a, I'm a little bit happy we're over, we're done with his shtick every year of threatening to leave and playing yep. this double-edged game of, I'm always a Michigan man, oh, but by the way, let me see what I can get over here. I agree. So I'm right. glad we're done with that. Um, on the other hand, he was a great coach, great motivated, built a great program. I think Sharon can can build on off of some of that. I hope he develops his own identity, but I'm really pulling for the guy personally because I, I like him. I like him. Yeah, it seems real real into the program, real real gracious to be here, kind of thing. Yeah. He's a, he doesn't rub people the wrong way too, which Harbaugh always does. Yeah. And I, I think that's gonna pay off in recruiting. And I think if they get the right guys in here, I talked about this earlier, but if they get the right guys in here that can help recruiting, I think it's possible they they take. Maybe not complete full steps forward, but some like some, you know, they can get better in some ways. I I think there's room to be had for recruiting and NAL expansion, and if they take that path, that's really smart of them to do that. Right. So. I don't think I'm quite as sold on Sharon Moore as you guys are. I just I don't know. I think he was the right hire, but I I don't think they had a choice. I think he was the only hire that they could have considered, and I'm yep. not I'm not sure I'm sold on him. I'm pulling for him. That's what I, what I meant to say. I, yeah. I really would like to see the guy do well. I like his personality. I like his commitment to the universe. That's fair. Like yeah. Okay. Like he's gracious. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think he was the right hire. He's all the only one. You're right. I think they would have lost even more guys than they did. So yeah. I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. We'll see. Well. You guys got anything else you want to add to this uh, fun-filled week here before we, we call it good? Wings, wings are, are playing really well. Yeah, Wings are yeah. playing well. And actually, the Pistons yeah. won a couple games. They did. Back-to-back, back, did they? Yeah. Moves. And then you saw my, you saw my, my long text the other day. 
they honestly were outplaying the one of the best teams in the league in the Clippers. They just couldn't get any help with fouls. They kept getting it's it's the NBA. It's what the NBA is now. You get easy fucking fouls, and the good teams specifically that have all the stars get more foul calls. Right, that's, and that's what happened. They were clearly, but yeah, I mean, they finally found a way to keep Ivy and Cade on the floor at the same time and like make it work. And they're both really really good. So Dur- that's exciting. A couple good games too. Yeah, Duran's a beast. Yeah. Yep. They finally traded uh, Bojan. Bojan's gone. And uh, the other no, guy. They got nothing in return. Yeah, they got nothing for, for him, though, yeah. But on the other yeah. hand, who cares? They got a second-round pick or something, didn't they? It was like – and some, some younger guy who just wasn't doing much with the Knicks or whatever, so. Yeah. We'll see. They should have traded him last year, but it is what it is. Like you said, the Wings are doing well, which is kind of cool. Kane's back. They won that game when you put in that message. They came back and beat was it Vancouver or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I turned it off. They were they were ahead. It was like one nothing, and Vancouver scored. I think two or three goals in a row. I I just turned off the game. So I was kind of surprised to see they came back. And I think they won in overtime, right? They won a penalty shot in overtime. Yeah. Wallman, their defenseman, scored. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So they're gonna be fun. They're gonna make playoffs. Um. I think they're kind of looking at like a, maybe a step above what the Lions were last year in terms of being competitive, because yeah. I think they'll make the playoffs, but probably not do, probably not win a series. Maybe win one series. I don't know. That's fair. Series, yeah. I think next year will be the big leap. Is that the, hello? Well, hello. It's uh, Ferris. Hey, Ferris. Uh, uh, who is that? Say hi. Uh, uh, Ferris. Hi. Hi. No. Mm. <laughs> You have everybody here visiting. All the fun people. Plug. Say goodnight to Ferris, guys. Good night, Ferris. Good night, Ferris. Enjoy your twinkle twinkle. Yes, <laughs> it's a great it's a classic book. All right, guys. All right, Anything who's, else? Who's got the player to guess on? Craig? Oh, yeah. No, it was you, Dad. So unless you got one, we'll call it good this week and we'll just skip it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it next week then. I figured. <laughs> the turtle took up the time. Well, no, I did it last week and Brett did it the week before, so it's, right. it's you or mom, but all right. all right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun, and we'll uh, we'll see you whenever we do the show again. <laughs> Sounds good. See you, Logan. Bye. 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 Score basket. Try. Do better. Bye, guys. Bye.